Damn, Rico, back at it again with the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico from the Bainty Channel Podcast, Source Find Asia, and the Source Find Asia YouTube channel. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. There should be a new video this week. Um, should be out as this podcast is out or the next day. And it's um, it's factories versus trading companies. Quick tips on factories versus trading companies. So it's going to be very fun. Um, and then what else is going on? Just a lot of YouTube stuff. Uh, you know, I hired a YouTube editor, so we're gonna be we're gonna be banging out videos more consistently and trying to improve production quality. Um, and I'm also planning on ramping up more podcast episodes, so look out for that. But yeah, this episode is a bonus uh, short episode. You know, this is China. This sort of funny stories that me and Mike uh, put together where we just you pick a subject and, and uh, talk about random stuff that happens in China. So without further ado, here you go. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Made in China podcast. This is Mike, along with Mr. Rico here. And we're here to uh, bring you a This is China episode. Just keep you updated on the madness out here in, in China, some of the funny situations and, and stories that we run into. So I realized in the last episode that we just recorded, although I guess I'm going to do... I'm gonna do a separate intro, but the last episode I didn't set the mood. I'm sitting in the, I guess the first official wine bar in Guangzhou. It's it's called the Atlas Atlas Wine. Uh, it's been open for about six months. It's in a office building called the Atlas Building, which is one of the offices that we were looking at. That's how I discovered I discovered this place. But um, the office, but the cool thing about this Atlas Building is that they have like everything in one. So they have a gym, they have a spa, they have restaurants, uh, they have, what else? They? I think they have like a nightclub, then they have actual office facilities. And then you can get like these shared office spaces or you can rent, um, you know, you can rent like a shared office area or you can get your own individual room. Um, and then what else do they have? They have... Uh, like like they have different sections. Like they have two floors, and it's like separated into continents. So like they have North America, South America, Europe, Australia, Africa, Asia. Like that, those are all different sections and different themes within those like, like different color schemes. So it was it was pretty cool. It's just the pricing model that they have just didn't make sense for us. Like you rent the room, and then they also charge you for the individual people that are in each room. So let's say the base price is like two thousand dollars or whatever for the room and then they charge like 500 bucks per person so it's like if you have more employees it's just going to become too expensive so that's why i didn't end up moving here but i do come back to this building because they have an awesome wine bar and uh the restaurant is pretty nice and they have a cool view of the city <laughs> <laughs> that's where you are what kind of wine is drinking uh we're drinking a bio bio organic wine called Appel La Roxal. It's from Spain. And uh, yeah, bio-organic wines tend, they don't have any chemicals, right? So it has a, it's got a very strange aftertaste, but 
it, it's it's very good, and you're less likely to be hungover because they don't have all the chemicals that commercial wines have, and it's not that expensive. Uh, this bottle is like 250 RMB. So what's that like forty dollars? Forty bucks for Guangzhou prices. It's not terrible, especially considering the uh, location and ambiance. Well, forty dollars is how much? Like, I mean, I know you can get a twenty-dollar bottle of wine. It's decent in Canada, but like, is forty dollars really that expensive for a bottle of wine I in mean, the states? For Spanish wine, yeah. I mean, in Spain, wine is super inexpensive. For a bioorganic wine, I'm, I'm not versed on the bioorganic <laughs> wine market. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's organic, bro. <laughs> uh, so, what do you got for us, man? This is China. This is this is China hashtag. This is China episode. Um, I mean, we always have the short stories. I think we tried to record this before, by the way, and uh, didn't it, we didn't end up finishing it. But I wanted okay, to. Well, I was gonna go. I was gonna go a different direction rather than factory stories because I've talked about so many factory stories on the podcast. I don't. I, I, don't I, I don't think we have, for, man. Really? I really don't think so. Like I was actually going through our like because because of, of the YouTube channel, I was like going through old podcasts and being like, you know, what have we we done? we haven't really spoken that much about manufacturing <laughs> on our Made in China podcast. It's, it's actually kind of hilarious. Uh, because it feels I mean, like we have though. I think we've we've interspliced little tidbits here and there. Uh-huh. But I mean the reality is most of the episodes that we've done, I've been interviewing somebody that has something related to manufacturing, but not necessarily directly related to manufacturing, you know? Okay. But yeah. Anyways, uh if you want, you can tell a, a random funny story and then I'll I'll figure out something. Yeah, I'm you know, just because I thought we had done that episode on the factories, um, I was going to go with something that's a little more recent to me. Just kind of shows, um, you know, both sides of, of Chinese culture. Um, like I've talked about in recent episodes, I've, I've moved to Chiang Mai, Thailand, as of uh, as of the past like seven, eight months. And one thing that you recognize immediately when you're living in Chiang Mai is there are a ton of Chinese. Uh, the Chinese tourist market is just dominating Chiang Mai. And there's so many Chinese people on a day-to-day basis moving in and out of Chiang Mai. And it's really unique, you know, coming from China and having so much experience with Chinese people, seeing how, you know, not just Westerners react to to Chinese, but other Asian cultures as well, and um, you know you can't you can't throw one culture in a box. And I think I've seen that in in China. You 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 know, or excuse me, in, in Chiang Mai, and it's just been so interesting to see how Chinese people moving to other environments, how, how, how they act with the people. Because I would say, you know, even though Thai culture is extremely unique and it's definitely not Western culture, um, they have a lot more Western influence and, you know, they're, they're much more used to, I should say, um, you know, an international vibe. So, for example, uh, just, just some, some funny situations that you see in Chiang Mai is definitely the, uh, the street traffic, you know, uh, it's, it's a small city 
um, but busy. There's a lot of cars. There's uh, motorbikes are not outlawed, so motorbikes dominate the road. You have public transportation, which means uh, three-wheeled motorized uh, buggies, which they call tuk-tuks. You have something called a red car, which is like a pickup, a roof. A pickup truck with a roof that picks up multiple passengers and goes to an approximate location. You have taxis, you have Ubers, you have everything, and it's all moving in all different directions on these these roads and these tight streets. These tight streets that are a little bit uh, busy and crowded, and it's so funny, man, just day to day to see Chinese people walking the streets because they're mostly tourists. They're mostly, you know, on their their phone. Trying to take photos, trying to take selfies. Maybe they're on the you know Tencent Maps, trying to find their their restaurant or their hotel or something. And just, just you always know when it's a Chinese person crossing the street because you know you see a Thai person or, an, or a Westerner, and, and you know they they have certain tells that let you know that they're about to cross the street. They look both ways. They're kind of judging up how quickly you or another car is coming towards them. And, you know, you just see every single day in Chiang Mai, someone have to slam on their brakes or, or veer out of the way quickly from, from Chinese people who are just simply walking directly across the street, you know, looking at their phones and just stepping out in, into the middle of a busy road. So I think that's something that's been really funny. And uh, also I was in the airport the other day and... It's um, last call for my flight to Guangzhou. So I'm stepping up and, you know, that they're saying in Thai, they're saying in Chinese, they're saying in English on the loudspeaker, everybody come to gate 52. It's the last call for Guangzhou. And then me and a few other people, you know, we're the last people to get on the plane. We're lining up and all of a sudden this uh, old Chinese crew bunch of older Chinese ladies come and just pushing everybody in line. And the lady comes strolling up to the counter and she goes, I'm going to Shanghai. <laughs> the guy, the guy, she the said, guy in, she said gate, in English? No, in Chinese. She yeah. goes, I'm going to Shanghai really loud. And the guy at the gate was like, what? No. And he's like motioning for her to push us to step aside. And she just motions for all of her friends to come and they're just bull rushing us at the gate and she goes we're going to shanghai and he goes this isn't the flight to shanghai she goes where's the flight to shanghai <laughs> it's just i don't know you had to be there it made me so, so happy so just, did the dude understood mandarin well yeah i mean i don't know if he did but he understood shanghai you yeah. know and that she was trying to go to shanghai so, so she, she's screaming was, like woman to shanghai and then he's like yeah, he's just yeah, picking yeah. up he's, Shanghai. He's like, no, no, this yeah, is no exactly. And he's just in English. He's like, no, no, step aside. And then she's motioning all the people to come through, and they're pushing all of us. And it was just, it was just hilarious one to would, see. One would think, you know? one would think they'd be relaxed after their vacation, but no. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting, man, because I've spent so much time in China and I've seen, you know, socially how 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 things go. That's the thing is like when you. Yeah, when you get to a certain stage of being here, 
you just kind of look at those situations and you're like, she's not angry. She's not she's not trying to be rude. It's just she's just is, trying to go to Shanghai. She's just trying to go to Shanghai. <laughs> you know, a woman to Shanghai, man, like I said. You know. That's <laughs> right. And it just, just made me crack up. And, like, and he's uh, like shooing all of her family away, getting so upset. It was really funny. She doesn't understand how the implications of the tone that she's using and all that stuff. Exactly. And just pushing in front of people and, and it is just it's so funny but then i also want to add you know at the same time you see these chinese people who just don't know how to behave on a on a social level when they go other places you know uh, on the flip side of the coin i've met dozens and dozens of amazing chinese people in chiang mai you know people who are coming over buying property buying restaurants um you know who have great business sense and are definitely, you know, have a, have a more international flavor. So I'm not saying all well, Chinese best people are that, like that, of course. Best believe that people in China make fun of other people in China who behave like that. Oh, for like, sure. I mean, for they've sure. got memes, they've got, you know, they, they make fun of their own people who who behave in, in those in those ways. Like, I mean, I, I've, I uh, this is kind of off topic, but I recently got, like in the last uh, eight months, I got into watching Chinese movies. And specifically, oh, wow. watching uh, like a lot of the comedies. Like I was, I've been very surprised at how funny uh, Chinese comedies are. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a big part of it is like they make fun of a lot of the stereotypes. Uh, you know, there's been so many comedies I've been watching, and it's like a woman, like you just explained, and the main guy, he's like he's Chinese, of course, and he's like trying to get something done, and he's asking a nice question, and then he has this lady just screaming at him. <laughs> in Mandarin and then he's just like looking at her confused and she's just like talking about some random shit you know um, so yeah I mean they, they're they definitely self-aware uh, about those stereotypes so yeah a certain percentage is self-aware but that's what the, you know I was waiting for you to finish that's the one thing I'd say is lacking um, in certain aspects, certain parts of the culture is just awareness yep. you know when some of these people travel abroad they just they Everybody else is aware of the situation, and and sometimes they won't be, and it's just hilarity ensues, man. It, it's really funny if you if you're open and have a sense of humor about it. Hey, what's up, guys? We will return to regular scheduled program shortly, but I just wanted to let you know about a new service that we just launched. It's a design for manufacturing service. We've hired a very, very fantastic industrial designer who has experience working with uh, doing DFM for South American manufacturers as well as Chinese manufacturers. And I think our rates are pretty reasonable in comparison to what you'd get if you're working with a company based in the US just because of labor costs, right? Um, yeah, so what we can now do, what SSA is now capable of doing is taking a crudely drawn item, product idea on a napkin, you drew it drunk in a bar or something like that, and then taking it into 2D, uh, giving you recommendations on the bill of materials and taking it into 3D and CAD and having that formatted specifically for manufacturers, right? So we're doing a beta launch at the moment. Um, official launch date is June 4th for the beta launch. Um, for anybody that gets in before the beta launch, there will be a special discount. Uh, so if you want more details, Go to the website and shoot me an email. It's Rico at SourceFinasia.com, R-I-C-O at SourceFinasia.com and just say DFM service in the subject line. Cheers. Cheers.
All right. So my stories, I think I'm still going to go with the factory stories because I, I don't, if I talk about random stuff, I'm, I'm going to end up talking for 20 minutes. Uh, so the first factory story I wanted to touch on was the first time I went to a factory. Well, not the first time I went to a factory, but like, let's say it was like the first, the first like I, the first time period I went to a factory. We visited like three factories. This was uh, in the summer of 2015. And, you know, we checked out one factory that was cool. And then we we found this other factory. They had a, this is where for toys. So we went to their office. Office looked amazing. They had all these super detailed action figures like Hulk, like, you know, Thor, Batman, every everything you could imagine. Like any, you know, all of the Marvel DC characters, like super mario that's so i'm looking at these figures and i'm like wow these guys are making these this is this is awesome you know i was so new at the time that i was just looking at that and i was like oh, these guys must be legit so we sit down in the office we have tea you know we're, we're talking to them and we're like okay can we see your factory they're like well the factory is about 20 30 minutes away and you're like, uh, you know maybe this isn't the right time we're like no 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 we're here this is the reason why we came and uh you know they're like, ah, oh, you know, but nah, but you know, it's we just, uh, it's it's kind of far away. Maybe we should just go have dinner or something. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, this is the reason why we came to see the factory. And they're like, all right, all right, okay, fine. Let's make a phone call. So the guy steps out, makes a phone call, comes back, uh, says, okay, we can head over in the next ten minutes. So we end up leaving. We drive over to the factory. We jump in again. This is like this. This is probably the second factory I've ever seen in my life. It was me and China Mike and, and this guy. So we drive in, they open the gate, we walk in, he starts showing us around. I'm just looking around, I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's machinery here. Okay, this is, he's showing us like little plastic pellets, like the plastic that they use to make the toys. And he's like, yeah, you know, we do molding over here. You know, we do, uh, you know, the, the, the actual assembly over here. We do painting over here. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, everything looks normal to me. And then we go into his office. Like, we, we did the factory tour for like five minutes. It was very short. Uh, we walk into his office and then he's like, yeah, let's sit down. Let's get some more tea. And we're like, all right. I guess after our previous session of tea at the other office. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he shoves us in this place. He's like, yeah, tea. Okay. So then now he's like, oh, okay. So when do you guys want to do with the order? And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, you know, I think everything is gravy. This kid walks in, uh, walks into the office briefly. And then Mike speaks to the kid in, 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 in Mandarin. And, uh, then, you know, the kid leaves. So then we leave the factory and Mike's asking, me like what I thought. It was like, oh, this factory. I mean, it was it was awesome. Did you, did you see the Thor? <laughs> did you see the Thor character? Like, dude, the level of detail with that Thor. <laughs> and, then, and then Mike uh, explained to me the conversation that he had with with the little kid. What was the conversation that you had with the kid? Well, I could just you know, like you said, that was your one of your first factory visits. I had a, I had been on dozens if not hundreds of factory visits by then so there are little things that i picked up along the way um you know when you make a point to schedule a factory visit hey we're coming we want to see the factory we want to see the operations and then immediately it's an office conversation setting no indication that they're going to show you their operations that's that's usually a sign that that, that something's a little bit off um and then, like you said, he took us, you know, he had to call. He took us to the other place. When we got there, it was a quick sweep, quick sweep, three to five minutes. Like, this is our operation. Come on in here. Let's go talk. 
you know, so I, I kind of picked up that things were a, a little odd, a little bit off. Possibly this wasn't this guy's factory. So this kid comes in, the school kid, you know, Chinese kid with a school uniform on, and I kind of brought him to the side and just asked him what was going on. You know, hey, uh, you know, is your, you know, your dad's boss and, you know, how, how are things going here? How's business or whatever? He's like, I, I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like my dad runs this factory i've never seen this guy before yeah. so it's like okay i see what's going on here you know that dude's like yeah yeah this is my this is my joint like even even when we drove in there was this moment like where the security guy had to double check like who is this person and it's like if this is your company <laughs> your security guy is not double checking yeah your, the door guy knows who you are yeah he's not double checking your 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 uh, license plate you know like <laughs> uh, and it was just like in retrospect I was like yeah that was kind of weird like if you run if this is your business like even right now at my current office I don't own the building but the reception doesn't question when I walk into that place. Like <laughs> they've seen me a bunch of times. I'm like, yeah, I'm the black guy in room 106. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. they know who I am. <laughs> That's funny. You want to know what's funny too is when we got into the. Um, I think you might have talked about this on the cast before. Is the the, the spinner project and I was you about know, the to, tables I was, were. I was about to jump into that. That's my second story. The cake tables were kind of turned in this yep. one, and now you're the person with more experience. And yeah. the client was coming in kind of fresh like you. Yeah. And, and and after you guys, I'll let you tell it, but after you guys left, it was funny because he was really starry-eyed and like, that was awesome. This is such a quality place. And you're like, you're, you know, you're sitting there like thinking, no, dude, that was all that was all smoke and mirrors. That was all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, that, 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 particular, that was so funny because it's like, they were saying that they were capable of producing five hundred thousand dollar five hundred thousand uh, fidget spinners a month, and then we walk into their factory and they literally had like they had like about eight machines that were producing like that were doing injection molding, but only two of them were making fidget spinner pieces, and I was like, okay, that's weird. Like, how you, you there's no way you're doing five hundred thousand units and you only have two machines making fidget spinner pieces. Um, and they were like, yeah, we do everything in-house here. And I was like, okay, I only saw the injection molding machine. And then they showed us an assembly line with like eight people. And I was like, again, same thing. It's like an assembly line with eight people making fidget spinners. Like there's <laughs> how many fidget spinners are you able to make per hour, per day? Like I was like, this is just not even real. Like, And I was like, where are all the parts? Like where are the other parts of the, the factory? And it was like the, the walls are blank. It was very clear, like somebody had tried, like somebody had ripped off paper from the wall posters. <laughs> it's like when you walk into a company, a factory, usually they have signs of you know their factory, the factory names all over the place. They have signage talking about safety requirements, and you know even just things like the exit sign, like this way is an exit. Like there was nothing like that in the entire place. Didn't, so, didn't they make you put on like full on scrubs? And yeah, they, they and made. Everything? Yeah, no, that was that was also. A, funny because they were like okay put on these scrub put on the like, scrubs for your head and then and put on like these little plastic bo uh, booties for for your <laughs> shoes and we walked in and none of the employees were wearing those <laughs> i was like we're literally dusty floor yeah there's like eight factory. people eight employees in there that are just like wearing whatever the fuck they want to wear and then they're <laughs> making us wear scrubs 
I was like, what, what are we, what are we trying to sanitize here, man? Like, well, what's going on? And uh, and then the other thing was like they said, oh, the biggest issue that, and I talked about this in depth in the fidget spinner video, and I have like clips that I incorporated into the two million dollars in two weeks YouTube video. Um, you know, they they said one of the biggest issues we had was that they were using uh, iron bearings, which rust very easily. We needed stainless steel bearings. When we discussed with them at their office, they said, "Yeah, no problem. We're gonna we're not using iron bearings anymore. It's not you know it's not a big deal. You know, we got the stainless steel. So like, all right, fine. So now we go to this place, and <laughs> literally, all of the bearings were iron bearings. They were rusting as the guy was putting the fidget spinners together. They were already <laughs> rusting, and then all they had was some dude hanging out like." on the ground going through bearings and like spraying some some sort of like vanilla oil on on the bearings. So then we asked like these are iron bearings. You told us that you're not going to use iron bearings. They're like, "Oh no, don't worry, we're treating them." I was like, "No, we don't want to use iron bearings. Like they rust. Like it's just like no, we just don't It was just it was so funny. And then when we walked into the the boss's office Again, same thing. Bare bones, nothing's there. It's like a computer, a desk. He had a tea set and a couch. And then, you know, he sits down and he's like, oh, let me make you guys tea. This is my office. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm looking around. No pictures of his family. <laughs> no business license. Uh, you know, I don't even know if his computer was plugged in, man, to be honest. And then I just, I the biggest thing for me is I looked in the corner and I saw a box that had the container that his tea set came in <laughs> and i was like he just ordered his tea set like a couple of days ago like this is he just got this shit yeah they just they just set up like that even the there was an area where they had like the sales stuff it was like I, there was like two people there like 10 computers or whatever and it's like two people there like the other computers looked like they hadn't been used before it's didn't just the, that happen in in poorly made in china did you read that book? Uh, no, I haven't read that book. But yeah, it was just oh, okay, okay. it was just I, very, very apparent. I to think me. it happened to him where they they showed up and put on this grand presentation, and then two days later, it was just it was a ghost building. Yeah, <laughs> it was just very, very apparent to me. Like these guys did not actually operate here, and uh, I mean, I know it was funny because when we went to their office, they had their entire sales team applaud us as we walked into the building. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, oh my god, this is so China right now. Yeah, the funny thing too is that you were looking at everything, thinking it's a joke, and no offense to our client at the time, but you know he's sitting there thinking like, oh yeah, this is, this is good stuff. Like, yeah, they really respect our business. They really, re- yeah, and you know the just the, the moment when he realized things is when I sh- I pointed to him and I said, look, they're using iron bearings still. And then, then he he kind of realized that you know that there were it was a farce. And then I and then I just I obviously I, I I pointed out the fact that we were the only ones wearing medical scrubs, <laughs> whereas the employees were all like just wearing whatever the fuck they wanted to wear. And it's just like it was like oh yeah this is this is definitely a joke you know so. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is China. Like I, I rarely come across. Those kind of circumstances, I, I guess this situation, we didn't, they, they were working with the supplier before they got in contact with us. So like, I don't know how much due diligence was put in before um, before they actually worked with them. 
So I mean, I really come across factories like that, but it does happen. Yeah, no, I would say that you know that's something that I experienced a lot when I first got to China, but it's consistently been less as as each year rolls around, just because um, factories and and trade companies that don't have legitimate business operations, they you know they can't maintain. Yeah, my my uh, I mean in that situation, they they were basically working with a trading company. That for I mean, we I could see in their office that that trading company they dealt with drones. Like that was the vast majority of the products that they had in their display showroom. But you know, they make toys as well, so it was just one of those things where they were like, "Yeah, of course we can make fidget spinners." But really, what that means is, of course, we know somebody else that makes fidget spinners, and we can outsource this to somebody else. And I don't think they wanted to show us the real factory, so they yeah. had some guy coming. So- <laughs> so they like moved, moved in a machine and yep. had the guy sort through the rusted bearings on the floor. Yeah, yeah. They had some guy come in and pretend to be a factory boss, and and it was just, uh, it was just. I mean, I I could see through it. So yeah, it was it was a typical this is China situation. That's it. That's it. This is China episode short, quick hit. Uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, it's podcast at sourcefinasia.com. That's the email. YouTube channel, Asia. that's one word. I will have links to the any videos that I mentioned on the website. And as well, if you want to go to the website, of course, sourcefinasia.com slash made in China. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Reviews are appreciated. Time to be free, time to release